1: Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark.
0: I'm Jeff, and we got a special one.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty excited because um, I don't know much about Odd, um, but this will be a really fun insight. She said that she's going to give us all the French secrets <laughs> on the podcast today, so yeah. uh, this is going to be a special one. But um, what do you, what do
0: you know about Odd? I know she's incredible. Um, I know she recently switched from a SC to an MXS. I'm actually um, really
1: excited to talk to her about that. Cause I want to, that, that had to have been a hard, you know, uh, you know, the French team is entrenched in SCs. Um, that had to be a hard kind of a, a, a kind of a bold move, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's that. And um I don't know. I mean, like, I just want to find more about like what goes on in France, how you get selected, what it costs, um, you know, all the ins and outs uh, of that, and then maybe a couple food questions, you know,
1: a couple food questions. Okay, <laughs> McDonald's maybe.
0: Yeah, you know how much McDonald's used
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sweet.
0: Well, she's
1: in the green room. Should we? Uh, should we send? Uh... Who's our Who's our assistant again? I don't even remember his name, Mitch. Yeah, I, I I don't care about him enough to to learn his name. But should we get Mitch to uh head on over and uh grab her? We 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 only French all I know. right. Well, Mitch, do your thing. All right, guys, welcome back. We have a very special guest from the green room on the podcast. Jeff, can you introduce our wonderful guest?
0: I feel like you did that because you know I can't pronunciate any type of foreign language. <laughs> I did do that on purpose. <laughs> you did. I could do the first name. It's probably the easiest French first name, I would bet. Um, we have Aude Lamardant. Is that right? Yep. Oh my that's God. Right. You, you nailed it. <laughs> you that. Hi, Aud. And that's all we had. And that's it today. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's it. That's Hello all we got. That's the podcast, everybody. Um, we were talking before we uh, started recording that I think Odd's English is better than Jeff's English.
0: It definitely is. <laughs> um, oh, my God.
1: Super happy to ex- and excited to have you on the podcast. Um, so many questions. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do?
2: Well, I'm French so that's why my English might be uh, a bit difficult to understand but um so I live in France I'm part of the French uh, unlimited uh, aerobatic team and I've been uh, I'm a commercial pilot that's uh, my job I'm flying the Boeing 777 and uh I've been flying aerobatics in competitions for quite a while now actually I did my first competition it was so in France we have um kind of a different system i think than in the us but the first competition was in uh, 2005 so quite um, uh,
1: a long time ago wow yeah so you've been you've been doing it for a while what what airplane did yeah. you start in
2: well um in france uh, we we have a kind of um, longer um, how can i say traditional on uh, on airplanes called cap. So yep. uh, the double seater that's uh, mostly uh, flying in France are the cap ten. Cap 10. We do have some uh, extras? Uh, 200, uh, 300 now, but basically for the um, the very beginning of the training, we uh, most people fly in France on on the cap on the cap ten. and I think it's a good plane since uh, you know you you fly next to the flight instructor so you can see you know where you're looking at and what you're doing it's a bit better i think and um yeah. so i flew on the captain. okay and then we have in um uh three levels in competition on captain in france before we actually get to um what we call a single seat um levels and then in single seat we have advanced and we have kind of in um, what we call um excellence it's between advanced and unlimited so we have uh, Six different steps in uh, in competition in France, in aerobatics.
1: We should have that in the U.S. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about putting a category in between advanced and unlimited.
2: Yes. Well, I think okay. the gap is is quite big. And uh, so and it, so it's good to have kind of for motivation as well to have uh, something in between.
0: Yeah. I just took the step up to unlimited and from advanced. And it's like, it's it's very frustrating in the beginning. Exactly. That's an under, it's extremely frustrating mm-hmm. and um but you know before getting into like this this how do you say i moved to france and i changed my name and i want to start flying aerobatics how do you get started um who do you do you like just drive to the local aero club and apply is there a selection um, how does that work
2: um in France, you have lots of aero clubs, and uh, there is kind of in the French Federation, there's a policy to to encourage um, young people. So when you're basically under twenty five um, years old, then um you get some um can how, how you say some help or, or like Eat. kind of a discount on flight hours. so you can um have your um, your first um, the first level. Competition um, for not much actually, because they consider it's part of the training um, to become um, safe private pilots. So the the very beginning of um, aerobatics, uh, you get a lot of um, helps. So you have captain that you will find in aeroclubs, so you can come and then you you know you learn to fly. It's basically part of the course, and then you have um, uh, a few other um, captain that. Can go and to different aeroclubs that does not not that do not own um, their own aerobatic plane, and so kind of everyone you know doing the private pilot uh, getting to know um, how to fly can uh, can have a few hours on aerobatic planes. That's kind of part. Of, aerobatic planes are first part of the 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 culture we have uh, in terms of safety for private pilots. So everyone has to do um, a few hours, and uh, and then usually the you know they offer for people being interested to to go a bit beyond just you know um, safety maneuvers.
0: Wow, so that's nice. So you get like a financial aid, it seems to yes. uh, to to get going. Um, exactly. So yeah. So um, is that how you got started, or or is that how most people get started? Uh,
2: Well, um, was a bit different since um, we do have, if you want to become a professional pilot in France, you have, um, let's say, so, you know, you have standard like uh, schools where, you know, you pay for your hours, uh, your commercial and everything. But then in France, we have uh, uh, something, it's like engineer school in France, um, uh, studies are free. So if you want to become an engineer or so on. But then you have exams once you graduate from high school. Then you have um, two years of um, special school that uh, prepares you. It's free for uh, exams to become an engineer, to become whatever, commercial schools and so on. And then you have some uh, to become pilots. So, um, well, uh, there's not. it's like, let's say, uh, talking about 40 to 50 percent for a standard year. That have um, the school it's like an um, engineer school and so on, and uh, and then but to become pilot, so it goes up to IFR and commercial, and um, and then you you have you know inside the the whole it's like what we call ab, ab initio. I think you have the same thing in in the US, um, and then inside you have some aerobatics, and uh, that's how I started. And then that's free. I mean, it's you know states well school well, as an uh, engineer school everything counts. So that's what i did that's why i became an airline pilot i was i think 21 or something like this and then i had this you know this um first introduction to aerobatics and then i became a french pilot uh, and then i got obviously some a bit more time and money to to get into aerobatics
0: i think i uh want to get some dual citizenship and join the french air I I would be like the uh, the water boy for your team. That's that's about the level I'm at right now. <laughs> um, but uh, what call it? So, what is what's the most popular club? Because I I met some people over in Romania a few years back um, that I'm still friends with, uh, and they were part of Dijon uh, Voltige, and it seemed like they were a very well footed, you know, well structured club. Um.
2: Well, um. I have to say, um, you have different aero clubs in France having aerobatic planes, but then you have, um, we have clubs that are kind of um, specialized in terms of aerobatics. It's only aerobatic um, aero clubs. We have, um, I don't know, I can think of five or six, maybe more, let's say less than 10, I would say, uh, in France, but that are, you know, have different aerobatic planes and that's only training for uh, competitions and or at least um, you know uh, getting to intermediates, so quite high level, and having a single seat planes. Um, so and uh, Dijon uh, is actually the what we call Paul France, that's the the main one, but it's not the biggest now. And well, you have to, you know it's it depends on the years basically, but uh, you have five or six really uh, big uh, aerobatic um, aeroclubs. Basically in France, so you can fly aerobatics in many many places in France. But then, if you want to, you know, get into competition and have um, single seat planes, uh, you can use that. You need to go into uh, basically, I would say, specialized um, aeroclubs.
0: Gotcha. So what um, what club for single seat? So like Louis Vanel and Mikhail. Brazil they're on their own club where it's just the one SE um, that, that
2: I would say that's um, it's kind of in between uh, Louis and Mika they're uh, in uh, south um, west of France and they have an aero club but it's um they have a kind of standard aero club with a captain but then yeah. Mika has his, his own extra. But he owns, so it's kind of in between private and, um, and aero clubs. The, the standard one you can go and so he, Mika won't have anyone basically fly on the single seat. It's going to be a few people. Whereas yeah. if you go to Dijon and support, uh, L'Amical de Voltegé, and that's uh, another big, uh, club near Paris or Toulouse as well, or Montpellier, then it, you can, uh, in you can go and apply, and I mean, you, basically, you can. I wouldn't say you can be anyone, but if you, uh, if you do, you pass, you know, from yeah. very start to intermediate to all the levels, then you know, you'll get into. It's it's not private as it can be. In Mika is kind of in between. I would say. Yeah, are you
0: are you part of an Aero Club now? Because it seems like you know, because Mark and I are really obsessed with. Hervatics, uh, like most people, um, so but it well, seems like I, you're doing your own kind of
2: yes, uh, I used to be in different ones uh, for the very start. I started in Po, and uh, now there's not much uh, left there, but then I started in Po, then I made flying with Dijon, and I've been flying with um Paris, L'Anical de Voltigerienne, uh, and then um, I kind of had um, like a private agreement to have a I wouldn't say my own. I wasn't owning the cap. Well, I won the first time the world championship in 2013. It was on a Cap 232, and oh the, it my wasn't God. my own. But I have an agreement, so only uh, three person could fly this plane. And then I had my. I was with Brightling, so I had my own plane, an extra 330. So basically, you have to be in a, uh, an aero club. That's kind of required to uh, to be in the French team. But well, actually, you actually, have to be when you own your what it's kind of agreements with the French teams, so kind of being registered in an aero club, even though you're not flying there. So, I was registered in Dijon, but uh, I had my own plane, I was never flying on Dijon's plane. But, um, uh, but that's basically how it works. Uh, so, I had my extra, and then I sold it, and I got my MX, and um, now, uh, this year, um, well, actually yeah, I should be registered. but anyway, um, it's, it's just, a uh, let's say papers basically, but once you, you have your own plane, you can train with, basically with anyone you you want, you know, and, um, uh, I, I kind of been flying in different aeroclubs. So I basically know a lot of people and I can, you know, joint training comes with some people, organize some on my own. So, um.
0: I love how like odd kind of breezed over the fact that she won the world championships in 2013. Like, oh, and I was flying a cap, and I won. That's you know, world. No big deal. And yeah, no, no big, big deal. deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Congratulations. Anywho. A cap- yeah, a cap 232 is like my bucket. I. I've heard so many great things about that airplane. As I far want to fly as it just so bad, it's so har- the harmony it's, of it is it, incredible.
2: It's beautiful plane. Actually, I think the MX is is kind of close to the captain in terms of uh, quality of flying, I think. Okay. Mm.
0: What didn't you like? What didn't you like about the three hundred and
2: thirty? Um, I think it's very good plane. Uh, it's very good for. Oh, don't sugarcoat thing. it. It's it. Call,
0: call out it's, Walter. It's, Tell him he's a jerk.
2: No, no, it's, I mean, it's an easy plane. It's, uh, it's, it's very easy. I think it's good ratio, you know, um, power, weight. And uh, it's, it's very, very easy plane. Uh, But I, I, I mean, I have been flying caps from the very beginning. And, uh, and I think a cap, um, I like the qualities in terms of flying off the cap way better. And, um, and I think the MX, well, MX has kind of, um, an origin as well for the cap two to two, so um, right. it's um, uh, I, it's just you know, kind of um, uh, 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 yeah, aerobatic qualities that um uh, I i prefer on the MX and on the cap, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, how was that? Um, was that kind of a um, I'm, I'm not sure how to actually phrase this, but obviously, the French team <laughs> is entrenched in the SC, um you know it's it's the airplane of choice um by I mean well, top aerobatic pilots really um across the the planet multiple countries what was it like to no
2: I think it's not a I think it's not a choice in fact it's we do not have the choice basically well I was one of the first to have an extra um then but the thing is uh, nowadays um uh it's very difficult to fly in Europe with non-certified um, plane so the actual only certified we, we, we get now that is being produced in the, oh. the extra so i mean if the mx was certified I mean, everyone would go on an mx of course but um quite, quite complicated basically to fly the mx since in in europe we have these um years um uh, rules and we do actually not have it does not exist basically in europe um uh category like you can find in the us you can have like experimental display whereas experimental is not allowed in europe so basically with my plane every country i i, I have to overfly or to land at, i need a special authorization as it's not we, it does not exist it's just kind of paper basically yeah so the only certified uh we get in uh, in europe is the extra now and the caps are not produced anymore. So, um, so basically, it's it's because we do not have the choice. Hmm.
0: Because because that you got your MXS in France and flying, um, has that made it easier for other pilots now that if they wanted to use or purchase an MXS? Well, I or no,
2: I, I wish. They- um, I think now, you know, people just think, okay, well, you know, we got one in Europe, so, so we got people, you know, uh, buying from, like, you know, you know, in Poland and people are going, like, in different places now thinking of it, basically, because before they just thought, uh, you know, we cannot get one here. But um, it's, uh, thing is, uh, in France, it, it, I could have brought fly my plane for um, uh, the, the the competition last year but it was kind of an exemption um basically only uh rob my husband and eric was a, only like only a few people are allowed to play my plane but so i cannot you know have people try the mx basically in france that's a trouble oh man a matter
1: of, that, what a process that's,
2: yeah and uh basically if you want to try a uh, you need to need to try a um, maybe in November registered and outside it, it, it's quite tricky for the moment. Hope, hope it will be simple in a couple of years, and, you know, and uh, it's good to have one fly and then, you know, realize that, you know, the fly is safe
0: and uh, that,
2: that works, but it's going to take a bit of time, I think.
0: So, so nobody soon. on the French team has flown the MXS besides. No, BL.
2: no, no, they, that we basically, but it's so fun. Now.
1: <laughs> is there any desire to have, or, or, or do they have any desire to fly that airplane, or like oh, in yes, terms they would
2: of, we'd love to. I mean, yeah. yeah, of course, they would love to.
1: Is there it's a culture sense. like with within France? Like, so, like in the United States, you know, a lot of us, um, it's like aviation. We're all, and you, I know you, uh, you guys are too. In France, uh, very passionate about aviation, but we we're always like, you know, we want to fly as much as we can, try as m- many different airplanes as we can, and just so you can have that experience and and be, you know, we're all mm-hmm. really excited about different airplanes. Is there that same feeling there when you have that structured kind of aerobatic, um, I say career process, um, but it kind of is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a track, you know, where, um, you have, uh, you know, the French unlimited and and advanced team members are just like, I'll fly anything. I would love to fly anything and everything. Um, or is it more of like, okay, you know, here's the SC, this is what I'm flying. Um, this is what we as a team are competing in. This is, this is the, the vehicle that i'm choosing and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dilute my skill or my uh my training by flying anything else
2: no no no. i think i mean if people could could fly in mx i mean everyone would love to of course yeah um no it's just that basically um that's not my choice at the moment in europe that's the trouble so um and people actually are really uh, like keen on trying to develop something else um so we had like a another plane that went into competition for the a rs that's someone in dijon that, um kind of um, could do no people oh, would yeah. like jo- to I mean, uh, so you know of producing right? planes exactly of producing planes um but um but it's with europe and rules it's kind of um complicated at the moment, you know, to to certify planes. That's a trouble. It you know, costs a lot of money. And uh and uh, but people w- would like to have you know the cap you know have a kind of evolution and uh, to have two fly different planes but um it's yeah. just uh, tricky yeah, in terms of paperwork, basically
1: yeah you know, yeah I don't know.
2: yeah I mean I, don't know. I, 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 I wish we would get this um this category like you have in the US like experimental experimental display that does not exist in France. And in Europe, that's the trouble. Yeah. So we get some national exemptions. So for me to fly the MX, I do have a nominative national
1: exemption, basically. Wow. So
2: I'm basically, (laughs) yeah, the only one allowed to fly. fly That's
1: pretty pretty impressive. And it's also, I mean, so were you, was it really just a matter of you missing the way the CAP-232 flew and wanting to kind of get back into something that felt similar to that or what? What else precipitated the idea of like wanting to take on this journey of being the first person to to own um, a, an MXS in France and compete in it? Because uh, uh, well, that, that obviously, the easier way would be to keep the SC. Of course, you were out of yeah, an airplane was, for a yeah, while. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. No, I think. Well, um, I, I love to to try different things. So uh, I I flew the cap, then I flew the SC, but um. I love the ST, but uh, I also think it's a uh, boring thing. I mean, it's perfect. It's nice, but... Um, <laughs> but uh, you
0: it's, hear that, Jeff? Um, <laughs> it's,
2: uh, I, I'm, it's, I mean, it's perfect playing for robotic for competition to start. It's easy. But uh, I, I wanted to try something else, and uh, I was looking something, of course, more performance, and the only one I could think of was the MX, basically. Yeah. And yeah, um, awesome. and I think it's just uh,
0: so uh, I thought well the if uh, I want something better basically it's, this is just it just, it's just con- mm. it continues my bad strain of luck because this is this is my nightmare because Aud is in an MXS now she can fly Rob's MXS and then I'm gonna show up to my first nationals and unlimited and who else is gonna be there Odd Lemerdant to compete yep. against like <laughs> yeah. I think this is just a terrific year for Jeff. Yeah. Thank the acro god. The acro gods are just like laughing at me right now. And it's funny because like I was thinking before the show of how to compare myself to Odd that you would understand. And the first thing because I'm not this the first thing I thought of is like, um I don't know if you watch you probably don't, but if you watch American football, um I'm like the the backup punter on the team. That's my that's my level. I'm the guy that's like just never puts the helmet on
1: <laughs> bench warmer
0: just warming up the bench can't wait i'm there for comic relief <laughs> it's hard unlimited oh like why does it have to be so it was never this hard back in the late 90s by the way you're also talking to
1: somebody who does uh um flying uh non non uh us unlimited <laughs> Arguably she's flying the harder unlimited
0: <laughs> I know. Like what odd, what is what's the hardest maybe you'll make me feel better. What's what figure do you struggle with the most in competition aerobatics? No, or what figure took you the longest to learn?
2: It's a good question. Um <laughs> none. I think it's uh I think it, it 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 kind of it depends on the plane actually. Um I think some planes are, are, are best like um you I mean um, if this you um, me I think bad. it uh, it really depends I, I feel like a negative, uh even uh edge huh? and I think I mean it was beautiful plane when you you did positive snaps where, where you try negatives it's just. Uh, mm, not not that easy. Um, it's uh, it depends on the plane. I would say it depends mm-hmm. on the plane. But then uh, I think uh, I mean uh,
0: my Everest people, is uh, three quarter snap up and getting uh, a clean after the flick and not, not too yeah. much.
2: I don't. I don't know. Maybe some uh, vertical half snaps Can uh, I mean if you have tail flights, uh, then uh, behind uh, it, it's yeah. I would say it depends on the plane.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite figure to yeah. do? Um.
2: Uh, I like negative snaps, but uh, I mean uh, on extra. I think it's um, in terms of um, physics. It's more demanding um positive too it's just um i
1: don't know has this I has I... has going to the <laughs> mxs has going to the mxs um uh spark or how how much did you like um the four minute free versus um flying everything else uh known and unknowns um and has this shifted your view of the of emphasis on the four minute free Having an MXS versus an SE. Um.
2: Actually, uh, I I did not do um, last year the formula three because I just did not have time. Um. Took me quite a while to have the planeer settle the the way. Uh, set the the way I wanted it. Rob helped me a lot. I mean, he came over to France and helped me to do all the settings. Mm-hmm. But to have it the way I wanted it, took me quite a while. Uh, I found it was quite different. Uh, in terms of uh, snapping from uh, everything i've known so far and um uh, and then it, it, energy managing was quite tricky because i mean it has so much energy so um i actually focused last year on uh, getting ready for uh, for the standard um athletic, uh, world Championship so so doing basically rst so I did not do um, much freestyle I and mean, that's because, I mean, uh, MX is just the, the best for freestyle, but I thought, okay, well, I will focus on um, standards just, and the good thing. And um, I think in, when you fly just, you know, RST is that you, you know, you get to, to know the plane pretty well, and uh, as you know, being really precise in terms of snaps. And so little difference when you, you know, you, you do some um, programs then you, it's good, you know, to know the energy and for me to kind of compare with what I've known in terms of energy, what I can do. So um, now it's basically... Uh, uh, so now this year, uh, I will not um, do uh, the French nationals uh, nor uh, competition. The only competition I will do will be a Sky Grand Prix in a, in, a, in South Africa. So I will fly mm-hmm. there uh, an MX-2. So it's going be new as oh, well because yeah. I flew only once with Rob, like was a... a <laughs> a while ago actually so um that's going to be yeah kind of aerobatics and, and that's you know, coming up with 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 pylons. it's going to be no about a month i think so um that, so that's, that's the in only, june it's in I june get... yeah uh around the 13th of june i think
1: yeah that's next month it's
2: beautiful it's beautiful format because it, it goes pretty quick i mean we do three programs in one day so it it's something we thought of, you know, putting in air shows, you know, you can do like over three days. You have like, um, it goes real fast. You have some pylons, so you fly, you know, quite low and it's against time. So um, goes quite quick and then you have smoke, you have aerobatic, going between pylons. It's quite an interesting format. So, um,
0: so are you going to co- come back to competition and nationals next year?
2: Yes, probably next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this year, um, this year I- I'm kind of focusing on, you know, doing some freestyle and stuff like this because Fun. I didn't have time with all the settings and stuff to do, to do that last year. I did a, a, a little bit, but you know, not, not much. Do so you I have up, I any plans to come to the to U.S.? <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. No. Uh, I don't know no. this year, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, i'd like to come and just um and maybe i don't know do a if i can just uh, as in like you know um, like to just do maybe, I choose to maybe US it's national not worth would it be all. fun yeah no
0: it's yeah. the I Nationals mean, like, are not fun they're not
2: fun. <laughs> and um i mean i i really enjoyed last year i mean uh, i i i did some training with uh, the the american team you know, it was just beautiful And having rub fly my plane know, and the good thing is you know, no i still have these seats uh, at home, so I can come anytime and play my plane, and and that'd be fun for me too to go in the US
0: uh, and play
2: his plane. I think that's uh, that's uh, amazing. Thing. Yeah.
0: This is this is not fun for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: just so one of the yeah, uh I, the... I would
2: I would love to do uh to do once a uh, uh, US national that'd be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Just crying right
0: now. One of the jokes we have odd is Mark, uh, we're trying to get Mark to go to a competition and compete. So Rob <laughs> has offered to train him for free, to let him fly his airplane for free, and safety pilot him for free. And it's still a no. Would you be willing to donate your services to the Mark Pollard <laughs> Foundation for, for kids who can't fly very well?
1: <laughs> for kids that can't fly very well. That's the best ever. I'm gonna make that a t shirt.
0: We're just trying to get as much as much uh guilt to get him to go to a contest as possible. So if we have Rob Holland and and Odd not offering their services and he still doesn't compete, then people can continue to make fun of them.
1: <laughs> I think people are gonna continue to make fun of me no matter what. <laughs> uh, God. Um That's so funny. Odd, can you can you speak on um the dynamic of being um you know a female on a male dominated i mean it's a male dominated sport male dominated industry anyway but uh on the french team and like that dynamic and um you know how that works it, it you know was it harder to to you know play the politics and and kind of the, the things that are needed to be done to make the team like how, how does that kind of all play in
2: um Uh, That's a good and kind of difficult question because you, I mean, you will have different opinions uh, on the topic, but um, in France, there is a policy to encourage um, young people and uh, female pilots as well. So um, basically, uh, you, I used to be, I don't know how it's going to be now, but um, to kind of have, the idea was to have a team of females, so at least two uh, female pilots in the Unlimited team, Uh, but I mean, some years uh, there was only one female pilot. Uh, So basically, I would say it it is kind of um, easier, not easier, but I mean, there's not that many women uh, flying. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, you could let's say okay, if there's a team of ten pilots so two female then um you could be uh, i mean if someone at the French national is it does not depend only on French national the the selection it depends on the year but um you have um let's say uh, uh, a few um places in, in the arab um, let's say if, uh, they they will say for instance, okay this year you have um because of the results of last year competition, whatever, you have, um, let's say, four or five guys or girls that will be in the team for sure. And then the rest will depend on uh, the results at the French Nationals. That's how it works most of the time. And um, and then if, uh, if uh, someone is um, is 10th at the French national he might, if it's a girl being in the team if the guy or well, obviously maybe not it's so difficult to say for me i mean i i have never made a, a difference uh, i know if i had been a guy then i would have always uh, my results were such as i would have always been in the team so maybe mm-hmm. no no difference really in competition i was amongst the most of the time, yeah. he ate. Uh, except one year when I, I came back after having my daughter. Um, but most of the time, I, I was anyway. Um, yeah, it didn't make a difference. If I had been a guy, I would have been in the team. So, um, yeah. but but it's may I would say maybe easier if you're a girl to be in the team. Of course, as they encourage and they want to have uh, at least two female pilots in the team because I mean the French Federation and um, the French Ministry of Sport encourage uh, female in sport in general. So you will have some fi- financial aids. I mean, if you have some women, so that's awesome uh, in, in in the team. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it would say it's a policy of sports in, in general in France for young people, female uh, in, in, in this kind of sports.
0: How that's many hours do you guys, um, this has been a, a controversial topic. Um, how many hours would you say a typical unlimited pilot now flies per year? Um, I, oh, I know a it's a lot question. of fifteen well, minutes.
2: It's um, you have uh, you. We need to make a difference in France with the people from the French Air Force, the military pilots. They do fly all year long. That's their job. So yeah. um, so they fly basically all year long, a bit less in uh, in winter but I mean, they're they're paid for that because they're part of the French uh, army. So I, I would say, so it's usually two or three pilots in the, the unlimited team and then some others in different levels. But um, so I, I would put them apart. Uh, but then if you have, um, uh, I would say something um, bigger for unlimited pilot in the unlimited team, which being a civilian, would be um, maybe like 50 hours of aerobatics, yeah. Uh, that's I knew a good year. Wow. Um, um, Not much. I would say uh, average would be more something between 30 and 40 hours of aerobatics. That's um, what we do basically. We do um, in unlimited, we have uh, five training camps of uh, five days or one and a half usually and uh, and then you train for about three or four more weeks
0: uh that's the average i would say okay and how much time on the ground do you guys i'm assuming there's a lot more preparation and walking through and classroom i talked than there is flying like for every hour of flying would it be seven or ten hours of classroom um,
2: I would say depend on the pilot. Um <laughs> uh, it's best of course to to repeat your flight and um uh, well in French team we do usually two flights uh, per day. Uh but the rest of the time mean, you prepare your flight from, uh, from um we arrive all together in the morning then you know you prepare your flight and up until you're flying yeah. and then uh so and we have um in french unlimited team we have uh someone uh recording the flight so then usually you know you prepare your flight you fly then uh straight away you you go and look at your flight and and debrief on your own that all depends on the um, on the 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 coach of the unlimited team i mean everyone has his own style you you have coco i i was lucky enough to fly with coco then with uh, eric then now with with patrick so it's um three different styles i would say
0: um who's your favorite coach to work with
2: uh it i mean it, it's it's i think every coach um um had its own um uh, Thing so that that can be you know good or, or, or bad and uh, and uh, Coco was my first coach so um, I wow. like Coco then Patrick's different because he has been my coach with writing so kind of different uh, but then uh, I would say um, the one that corresponds most for me is uh, Eric but because uh, I would say Eric uh, is in between the the two I would say in, in terms of coaching. Uh, Have you ever worked uh, with uh, Xavier? Uh, I flew a little bit with Xavier, yes, uh, but on on freestyle, but only one training camp. Uh, But that was only freestyle, so I actually don't know in terms of that. And he hasn't been coach of uh, an unlimited team. I was French unlimited team. I was talking about, yeah, coach of unlimited team.
1: Mm. Hmm.
2: Yeah, um, and uh, and I mean Eric is the youngest as well, and he's a friend, so it's kind of different. So now I train only with uh, Eric.
0: He's an amazing, amazing pilot. Always been a of fan of Eric. Okay. Uh, is that how you pronounce the last name? Vaziel?
2: yes, yes. And uh, and he's flying. his for me. It's uh, he's flying a Cap uh, two two two. So an MX comes from a Cap 22, two, two, so uh, so as well. It's uh, one of the most appropriate, you know, to to help me with the plane. Mm.
1: Similar style, similar flying um, capability. Yeah,
2: and he's been trained with uh, he's trained with Coco and uh, and Patrick, so that's why he's a you know, it's it's good mix.
0: Mm. That's
1: great. Who um, uh, who would you say you're? Um, you know idols and inspirations were as you were kind of coming up through the world of aerobatics? Who did you look up to the most? Um, I actually, I, I,
2: um, <laughs> I mean, how have to say, I, and I have to say not been much into, you know, looking up at people. It's just I love flying planes. I've been I looking up at planes basically. Uh you know I said um when I started uh flying on single seat you had the cap in France, the CAP two three one and CAP two three two. And I had been offered to fly the Advanced team on CAP two three one. Uh but I actually refused because I, I wanted to fly the Cap two three two and just fly in un- unlimited I didn't want to fly advanced and cap 231 so it's just because uh, I had been wanting to fly planes but not like you know I I, I actually said uh, when I started aerobatics I would never do any competition uh, anytime so I would never say never.
0: Again. Sounds like Mark. And, uh, Maybe he'll become and, and
2: uh, no <laughs> in fact um, they had you know pushed me into competition I actually started competition because um in France, you could not rent plane, and it was just way too expensive to anyway buy one at a time. And uh, so they just told me, hey, if you want to fly the Cap 232, then you need to you know, do all the levels and just to get qualified in single seats and then fly unlimited so you can get to this plane. so I actually flew competition because I had no choice.
0: Not yeah, a, this sounds a lot like Mark Pollard right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think we gotta we and gotta then start what I like <laughs> to um aerobatic competition was that you know you were not flying against the other pilots, you were just you needed to have basically, that's in how it works in France to get in the step the next step. You need to get seven out of ten. And once you get seven, then you know you go in the next level. And you, you basically you know you don't care what other people are doing, it's just it's I, feel like, yourself.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's just something that all the great people say. Like, like anybody who's really good always says that. You never hear anybody like who's at the bottom of the pack who's like, "Oh, you're always competing against yourself." Like, I go to a competition and there's loads of people that, <laughs> that I'm competing against because everybody's better than me, so I have to do good. But <laughs> it's when a you're weird... at the top,
1: but, well, you know, aerobatics <laughs> competition aerobatics is like the it's the weirdest thing because. Nobody else should, I mean, obviously the mental, the mental element, um, other, other people's flying can affect your flying if you let it. And if you let the mental game kind of take, take hold, um, you could psych yourself out or, um, you know, have that cause, um, issues in your flight, I guess, but it's a weird thing that you're competing. You are competing against other people, but other people's scores don't necessarily, they don't affect your score necessarily, although they do. Um, there's certainly Mm -hmm. ways that, that they do order a flight and all that other stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's unique in that regard. You know what I mean? It's not, because you're not racing. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. a really weird, uh, it's not a team sport, although it is like as much as the the teams are like, you know, it's a team sport. It's really individual and it's, (laughs) and you're not competing against anybody else, but you really are. It's uh, what other, what other sport is like that? That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't think of another sport like that.
2: Um, ice skating, maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. I would go on to a Paris team with Rob, with mm-hmm. Father Holland. I mean, I could do Paris. <laughs> I'll go. let him, I'll let him throw me and twist me.
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: oh my God. Um, I have some more questions. Um, How do you feel about... So in the US, we have boundaries. And for SIVA, you guys don't um, have boundary judges. Um, Do you think that's something that we should get rid of?
2: Well, (laughs) uh, I I remember in... uh, When was it? I think it was in Silverstone. uh, The first world championship I did was in 2009 in England. Uh, There were these boundaries, but... I don't know. I have not much opinion on, on it really. Yeah. No, um no, have not much opinion. No. No
0: biggie. Um
2: but,
0: uh, was there wait, oh this is a good question. When you were um <laughs> looking at the MXS and switching, was there any other airplanes that you were considering besides the MXS or was it just No. None. No, I think it's the best
2: one ever. Yeah. And, um, and I, I was, in fact, it was uh, when I was in South Africa when we did the Sky Grand Prix number two. Um, I flew the MX two with Rob, and I really loved that plane. And um, and so it kind of got into my mind that I, I like this kind of plane. And uh, in terms of flying, and and I I was so happy. I was even happier when I got the MX, than I, I thought I would. It's just for me. It was like. Um, same feeling uh then when i switched from the sing some from the captain to the single seat and just you know flying the wow. mx was just amazing and, and it was the same you know happiness and like you know i discovered something really uh amazing when i flew the mx I, I, I really enjoyed this thing and i mean and you know and one just you know looking at road flying i think it's just crazy and and um yeah, and we have fun. I mean, when our food, our our stuff, we flew the mixtures South Africa together, and just I remember so much, so much fun. Um, yeah. yeah, it was good memories.
0: We we hear a lot of times uh, in the United States um, how aerobatics and and aviation is a lot different in Europe um, as far as its popularity. Um, can you give us a? I guess a. It's uh, the right term here, Mark? um like how much more popular is aerobatics in france compared to the u.s like can you give us Um, any insight it's 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 a good
2: question i think aerobatics is a bit more it's part of the culture i mean when you're flying you know small planes uh general aviation then you know you fly aerobatic if you wanna uh it's kind of part of the culture and you know we had like uh, a lot of world champion that's been coaching the team, and you know that's still coaching. And um, we have this. Uh, uh, I, I think that's what you 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 realize when you fly out. It's not a matter of hours you find Basically, the the coach you're having that's the most important. And um, and uh, so so we have um, so that's why you know we 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 have the, I don't know if that's the right word in English, kind of transmission. So, yeah, you know, like we're n- not, the news. And, uh, yeah, we're not, you know, you, um, not, you, you know, just flying alone. We, we don't have this, uh, you know, you, uh, it's very rare. Actually, I do fly alone sometimes on my planes, but that's something pretty rare. Uh, you know, you always have someone coaching you and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's it's very important, but I think it's um, but it's it's not that easy, in fact, to fly in France. I mean, when we look America, uh for us, I mean, uh, America is like freedom, you know, freedom in terms yeah. it, it it you can fly in amazing places anywhere. Is you know you can fly any planes for us. It you know flying an MX for me, it's because I'm just so lucky I realized the uh, I mean the chance I have to to fly this plane in Europe because no one else can. And you know, yeah. we are looking at the planes you can fly in the US. Uh, well, we're not allowed to in Europe. And then, you know, to fly find an airfield to fly in Europe, it's 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 tricky.
1: Well, um, even on top of that, like, you know, even the certifications, with, like we don't have an aerobatic certification in the United States. Like nobody has to you you can there's no I we, mean it's we really... cannot
2: modify and we cannot modify the planes. We are not allowed to do anything basic on the plane when it, once it's certified in France, in Europe. And uh, if you know, we're not allowed to fly anywhere in France below 500 feet. So even you know to train for unlimited, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's complicated. You know, you cannot go to an FU and say oh, I'm going to fly. You know, I mean, unlimited. Uh, the the bottom is uh, 300 feet, but in France you're not allowed fly below 500 feet anywhere. So you know it's um, it's not that easy. I mean, when we look at the U.S., you are like, wow, you know, that's just freedom.
1: So um, whoa, whoa, whoa! So Let's take it you know, you guys. You, have, you know what's what's interesting <laughs> is that that U.S. pilots U.S. pilots look at Europe and they're like, oh man, going to a, a contest in another country takes like three hours, whereas the United States are like, oh, it's gonna take a month to ship my airplane <laughs> it, there. It, it, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it. it's it, it it it's very different. I mean, you have you know it's like I mean it's like for everything you know you have the uh, advantages and disadvantages. I mean, it's just you yeah. know bads and goods. It's uh, oh, yeah, it's different. No, it's all
1: every it, it's all it's you know both sides have uh, advantages and disadvantages to uh, you know how how we're able to operate aerobatics and and mm-hmm. flying in general.
0: So, the uh, the French military team. Um, do you feel the same way we do? Like, man, I would love to wake up in the morning and have somebody say, you know, get in the airplane I want you to fly this thing as hard as possible and we'll fix whatever's broken for you. <laughs> That's kind of how we look at it a little bit here. Um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about the military team? Um,
2: uh, well, you you will same like you will have some jealousy of course, but in fact, I think it's bringing a lot. So um, you know, uh, when you're in an unlimited team, then you have you know, well, they have their own mechanics They're not allowed to fly to to work on civilian planes, but still, you know, they can give some advice, and then you have um, uh, and then you have you know all the people doing all the recording cameras and all that from the army. So I mean. And we—it's just you know—it's um, that's the way it is, basically. And uh, so I mean, you you can be jealous. You can say, hey, you know, we have to work, we have to pay for hours. We have to—we don't have time, much time, much money uh, to train, and uh, you know, and we're just tired. And but in fact, if you realize, I mean, mm, there you have some civilians winning world Championship. We well, have examples. The first one was Eric Bazet, but then you had Louis as well um and uh so so you know you can win even if you're a civilian so you just you know stick to that and just say no. you know they, they have the, the 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 best but still you know they're not winning all the time so that's just it's it's it, it it's really representative that you know it's, it's not a matter of uh, amount of flying basically that does everything of course it's easier of course you have some people I mean that would have probably never been uh, the top level in 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 if not uh, militarians, but it, it, it's good because I mean you see them, you look at them, and then they can give advice, and they, they've had more obviously more time to train to think of everything, like of how to how to to do the the non for instance, or, or do things, and, and then they they help others. So and and the good thing is um, they've always been um India in the army, um, uh, helpful towards civilians. And uh, so it's good, you know, it's not like, um, that's a, a real teamwork with, between everyone. That's where you, you the team got all its meaning. You know, it's not like, a, hey, keeping things for yourself and not saying to others. That's when you can say it's a, it's a team.
0: Yeah, we don't like them either.
2: <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do like them. I, I'm, I'm actually very thankful uh,
1: yeah, to,
2: yeah. To, to them because they they help people. You know, they're not like um, you know, saying hey. No, yeah. it, I think it's that's just the way it works. It's always been like this. So you know, you know that when you start and um, that's that's what it
1: is. It is what it is, huh? And
2: uh, and I think you know it's not that easy always for them as well. You know,
1: because when like it, more there's more pressure, the job, then you
2: have some more pressure. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And, um, and then it's not like, you know, I'm lucky to have my plane I can fly whenever I want, uh, like my, I, I don't have, you know, I play good, I like bad, I do whatever I want. Um, that's just for me, basically. No. Mark uh, has, and for them, it's very different.
0: Mark has two daughters. I have a daughter. Um, and I'm just thinking about this now and Mark and I never really discussed it. Um, how come there's no females on the military team? Is it just, um. Um,
2: application-wise? There almost, that has been um, Sylvie Breton long time ago. Sylvie Breton, that's been a female. And she flew very well, actually. It was, uh, I'm not good at remembering the years, but then you had Sylvie Breton and you have had one uh, a few years ago that was about to come in. But I mean, it's like everything, you know, there's not much uh, female pilot in general, then uh, in the army, even less. And then so to go into this uh, even less, of course. But no, they they would love actually to have a, a girl being part of the team. Yeah.
1: It seems like it, it seems like it's um there's encouragement to be to have more women aviators in, in all facets of uh flying in, in France or in Europe in general, which is great.
2: Yeah, now that's um in aviation in general in Europe, I think it's
0: uh... Absolutely. Mm. I love it I love it are there I... any other female pilots coming up through the uh like uh new new faces that you think yeah
2: that you uh, know actually in advance uh over the last uh, couple of years there's been a lot of uh, female pilots in advance that coming up into unlimited um thank you very well you have um, Alice, but she's not going to be flying this year. Uh, Fanny is going to be also the, the new girl in Unlimited this year. Then you have uh, Margot, uh, probably going to be in advance. Then you have um, Salome, she's stopped for a while. Then um, you have Audrey coming up. Uh, quite a, yeah, I would say um a few females flying pretty well coming up. It's great, but then it depends on the year, you know. Some stuff that's uh, the stop start again, and uh, but you have a um, girlfriend pretty well now coming in, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, between five and ten girls. Uh, that's fine. Um, uh, between advanced and animated at the moment, so quite a yeah. lot actually. Mm-hmm.
1: That's great. That, that's more than the US, I would think, right now, Jeff, right? I mean. Um, it, it depends yeah. on
2: the year. I mean, uh, I've known some years with not that many female pilots. Uh, and now, at the moment, that's quite a lot,
1: actually, in France. Wow. Odd, with... with uh, um, I know you can't... Uh, there's probably things that, uh, um, as a French team member, you can't talk about. But in terms of just looking at the way you guys operate as a team and looking at how other countries operate as a team, Um. Where are there some things that you see that that you are shocked at how these teams operate? Like if you look at the U.S. team, are there just certain things that you see that you're like, I can't believe they do this thing or they do X, Y, and Z, and then they don't do this? Are there things that are kind of glaring examples mm. of 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 what? Just I guess just the uh, not cultural differences, but just ideological differences between how teams operate that that you find interesting.
2: I think the American team operates quite the same way uh um, I was lucky to um to fly well since we shared the plane with Rob last year um so I did a a, a, a week basically with the American team um before the actual uh, standard official uh, training uh, at the work but um I was actually surprised I think it's um Quite the same than the French team. That's not much different in the way it works, basically. Um, um, no, I think it's kind of standard. Well, of course, I mean, uh, Coco is uh, is uh, a former French coach, so. Um, uh, but I think. Um, mm, no, I think it was. Uh, very close, and I think that, I mean team manager, US team manager was amazing, same than the one we have. I mean, very very good uh, team manager in the US. And, uh, and no, I think it was you uh, know pretty much same. I think Russia is being a bit different from uh, all the other teams, but maybe it's because you know it's a bit more difficult to to speak with them because of the language barrier. Yeah, but um, yeah. So and it's, uh, I think it's. Different the way they they, they train and uh, and how they, they operate in, in Russia. Uh,
1: we were going so we to try to get Roman fall on. I, we still need to do that because uh, yeah. it would be really interesting uh, Roman, to see how it
2: would. Yeah, it would be good because Roman knows a lot and can really compare with uh, France, of course. And uh, France is being really close to uh, U.S. the way it's working, I think. But uh, Roman w- w- would uh, could uh, explain a lot, I think now about how it's, it's working, I mean, he's been training uh, him from pretty much everyone uh, everywhere in, in in Europe. so um, um yeah, it,
1: I would imagine the Russian team too. is a yeah. it's a I would imagine the Russian team's a big departure from probably how the u s and French teams operate. but I could be completely wrong,
2: yeah, yeah, Maybe. yeah, I, I don't know it, it would be um good to speak with Roman no, yeah inter- very, very interesting because now, you know. <laughs> More difficult since we haven't seen them for
1: for quite a while, and yeah, it yeah, exactly. doesn't look
2: like uh, we are going to see them um, you know, in the near future
1: at the moment. Mm. No, because uh, um, there's no plans. Um, I mean, I don't sure even think the they moment. would be no. invited to the U.S. I, I don't even no, know how that, would, uh, how that uh, works. Uh,
2: uh, it's I don't know, but it's still not going right. in the good direction at the moment.
1: No, that's unfortunate. No, especially yeah. when you know. Looking at it flying, like not to make the comparison to like uh, professional fighting sports like UFC or boxing, but, you know, certainly um, teams, um, you know, unfortunately, Jeff, Jeff's team was like the year of COVID that was like the team that never was, you know, great. Uh, I'm speaking for him, but, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of camps, like really cohesive team. They were in a really great spot and they just never definitely would have be
0: France. <laughs> I doubt it,
1: and, and, and just never got to show you know kind of what what they put together and and you have these kind of primetime years where where um you know i mean svetlana has been on the top of her game for a, a, so long she's a legend but like you know you, you have uh some of these uh people on the russian team or or these pilots that you know you might see uh, and you mentioned you're taking a year off people take a year off here and there um, from either being on the team or competing to focus on other things, but you kind of lose this prime time. Uh, most pilots can't hold on to a long, um, a long reign of, of flying at the top of their game, and it's just unfortunate to see a team. I, I mean, I understand uh, part of it of, of why Russia, uh, you know, why they can't. Obviously, uh, for, for, it's for obvious reasons why they they can't go compete. But uh, it's it's a real shame to see. You know, some people that that are potentially at the top of their game right now, um, or oh. or poised to be uh, at the top of their I game. Know. Flying, wise, no, not we, be able we, to do we're
2: we're missing them a lot, of course. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I can see them again very soon.
1: Okay. Speaking yeah. speaking that's, of potentially missing people, uh, can you can you weigh in on on uh, the French advance team at all? Uh, is there any update that you know of of them coming to? Whack in the um, United States this year? I actually
2: have no clue. Uh, I don't, not even sure uh, who's going to be the coach of the, the advanced team this year. The French advanced team coach has uh, a
0: gun to odds head right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm actually uh, not sure because Nicholas got a, a new job, starting a new job. So, um, so I don't know how it's going to work this year. Um, no, I actually haven't heard of it so far. <laughs>
0: I hope they make it because yeah. Canada's competing for the first yeah. time. I don't know I, if you know. Anything. I actually
2: don't know. Um, I just am um, sorry. I just have in 10 minutes to pick my daughter on the other let's, side uh, of the city. No
1: worries. Let's, <laughs> let's, because let's, it's
2: half past eight. Kim? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my um Let's wrap it up. I, I um, mean, if if you want to ask some more questions, I, I mean, I'm available these days. So, I mean, you can... Uh, think of a question or whatever i'd love to or, have yeah. you back
1: on whatever no, we'll, we'll have you back it's, on because we're uh, going to get to talk about sky grand prix um so we'll have exactly. you we'll have you come back on yeah. uh later on maybe later on in the year we can talk about how sky yeah. grand prix went and some other things but yeah um, how can yeah. people odd how can people follow you how can people um kind of track your uh your uh aviation journey and stuff
2: Oh well, I, I should be <laughs> a little more social media. That's the trouble. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just with work and uh, and daughter and everything, it's just difficult for me to do everything. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I try to, to 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 give it more news. Yeah.
1: Well, a we'll, we'll uh, winter,
2: but now it's getting better, so that's fine. It's gonna be good. We'll,
1: <laughs> we'll keep track. We'll keep track, and uh, yeah, we'll yeah, give uh, our podcast <laughs> listeners, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cheer yeah. you on, Sky yeah yeah. <laughs> that's, that's in really fact we should send you some that.
0: some FCS some fly cool shit uh shirts and stickers to bring down to South Africa.
1: Oh, we can favorite. sponsor we'll sponsor you.
0: We'll sponsor. <laughs> yes. I don't know how much I can get us.
1: Uh <laughs> one much? screw on the wheel pant. <laughs> yeah. We'll sponsor the screw on the wheel pant. <laughs> uh, well uh yeah. it was really, really fun to talk to you. Yeah, um, it was a
2: pleasure to to speak with you guys and uh well anytime. And, and yeah it's a question if I'm thinking of whatever
1: I love it. Yeah it was it was a real pleasure it was long overdue we've been we've been huge fans <laughs> and uh it was it was really awesome <laughs> to talk to you so huge fan. Um, yes. My
2: pleasure. We appreciate you coming advice. on. Yeah. yeah. Yep and thank you so much. And have a good time.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yep. I'll send you have some more videos.
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right.
1: So. Thanks, Odd. Thank so. you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Thank you so much to Odd for coming on the podcast. What a kick ass human being. She's such a badass pilot in person. Thank you to Lift Aviation for supporting the podcast. Go buy a helmet, go buy some shoes, show them some love. They love us. They love aerobatics. They love aviation. LiftAviationUSA.com. Use the promo code Shit at checkout for 25% off most items on the website. Guys, Fly Good Merch. Has some new stuff in stock. Go check out their shirts, hoodies, other accessories. Use the promo code ACRO, A-K-R-O, at checkout for 10% off the entire store. Go buy a Fly Cool Shit shirt or two or five. FlyCoolShit.com slash merch. That goes to supporting this awesome podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit.